This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Welcome to the Kickin' Life Podcast. Your host, your truly Kickin' Life guru, Master Rich Grogan. Hey, as Rocky says, nothing hits harder in life. It's not about how hard you can hit, but how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. And that's how winning is done. And I want you to be a winner. I want you to be your very, very best. I want to inspire and motivate you to believe in yourself. So when, not if, but when life knocks you down, you get right back up with that confidence that I can take on more, I can do more, and I can live my best kick in life. All right, so buckle up, saddle up, here we go. Greetings, Kicking Lifers out there. Your Kicking Life Guru Master Rich Grogan here. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Well, believe it or not, this is our 50th episode. Woo! Yes. I need some fireworks, some bombs, and everything going off. John's over there stretching. He's excited. That's 50 rough episodes. Nah, nothing rough about this. Rough and tough, that is. And now he's hooting and howling. There we go. Getting some support there. 50 episodes. So thank you so very much, everybody, that you've been with me since the beginning and continuing to build our tribe of positive people, positive folks, and, you know, just the inspiration and motivation to believe in yourself to become your very, very best. So for our 50th episode, man, we got a, a right and left hook of reality coming at you. First things first, though, we want to get uh, Professor Brandon, Brandon Beliso on. He's going to talk about some life skills to being a better me. So without further ado, Professor Beliso, take it away, sir. Hey, Rich. It's Brandon Beliso here, and it's an honor to be with you on this episode. Today, I want to talk to you about the life skills to be a better me. I'm very passionate about each and every day waking up and trying to become a better version of myself. And I believe there's a certain skill set that accompanies that. So first is creating that mindset. And I've shared this before, and I love sharing it with people. Every morning when I wake up, I try to lie there in bed. And, and as I lie there, I breathe in, and I say to myself, mindfully, I am breathing. Then as I breathe out, I say, I am grateful. I get another day to live my best life. So gratitude for me is the number one life skill that helps me become a better version of me. Because if I can be grateful for who I am today, warts and all, insecurity and all, you know, imperfections and all, I offer myself a building, a place, a place to start, you know, something I can build upon. So gratitude is really important because if I'm always looking at the grass being greener on the other side, then I'm never going to take the time needed to water my grass. And that's where that saying comes from. I don't believe I coined it, but I use it quite frequently. The grass is not greener on the other side. The grass is greener where you water it. And if I'm truly grateful for the grass that sits beneath my feet, guess what? then I'm going to water that grass. I'm going to take care of that grass. I'm going to pull the weeds. I'm going to put down the fertilizer. And pretty soon I have an amazing lawn right beneath my feet. I find that's one of the biggest challenges I've always had with becoming a better version of me is that I lacked gratitude at those times in my life. So having a grateful mindset is super, super important. Next, I believe focus, which I define as paying attention. And on the most simplistic 
It's looking with your eyes, listening with your ears, thinking with your mind, doing the right thing with your body. If I'm standing in front of a client and I look them in the eye when they're speaking with me, I believe we have a better connection. If I actively listen, and I do mean actively listen through a sense of humility, not through a sense of, well, what do I get out of this? How do I sign this person? How do I close this person? Again, I believe I, if I could actively listen from a genuine point of service and humility to want to do the best by that person, then I offer myself a better chance of connecting. And of course, the mindset, right? Think with your mind. What is my purpose here in any given moment? Mine is to be fully present in that moment, to be right here, right now with you. And then lastly, of course, doing the right thing with my body. If I'm speaking with a client, I'm slouching, not looking them in the eye, turning away, having a poor posture, I don't believe there's going to be a positive connection. And my goal is to create that positive connection. So eyes, ears, mind, and body. Constantly run those four. Anytime you answer the phone, anytime you get ready to speak, anytime you're going to teach a class, anytime you're going to engage somebody, walk into a job interview, anytime. Always go through those four things. Eyes, ears, mind, and body. And if you make sure all full are engaged, then you'll be fully present in that moment, which I, I can't help but believe it's going to improve the quality of life, right? Next is integrity. And for me, that's to always do the right thing. Always do the right thing, no matter how hard it is, no matter how difficult it is, please always do the right thing. And we know right from wrong. Nobody has to tell you that. Nobody has to define that to you. Every one of us knows the difference between right and wrong. And it is a choice. I choose to do right. I choose to do wrong. So I can really hold that value of Integrity, always doing the right thing. Again, the quality of my relationships, the law of attraction, I'll attract right people into my life. And I believe my life will be better. I'll be a better version of myself. And if I'm being that better version of myself, will my school grow? Will my businesses grow? Absolutely. Absolutely. And then lastly, and, and this one is super important, discipline. To always do your best. And that, the key word is always. Not when it's convenient, not simply when it's fun, not just when it's to my liking. I'm talking about doing my best when nobody's looking, doing my best when there's nothing left in the tank, doing my best because I know it's the right thing to do. So gratitude, focus, integrity, and discipline. Four life skills that I think are super important to always becoming a better version of myself. Cool? Hey. If you want to find anything on me, go to brandonbliso.com. Uh, my new book, Live, Learn, and Grow, is available at amazon.com. And until we talk again, thank you so much for having me, Rich. You guys go out there and you live your best life. Wow. Awesome, awesome, awesome as always. So think about those life skills he mentioned. Gratitude, focus, integrity, and discipline. You know, and discipline always doing your best. Something you hear me talk about all the time. Something we talk at the academy all the time with the kids. Attitude and effort. The attitude to say you're going to do your best. You got it in your mind you're going to do your best. And then the effort to actually do it. And that's where that discipline comes in to continuously do that again and again at everything you do. Always doing your very, very best. Professor Beliso, thank you so very much as always. Man, oh man, what great content there and what great life lessons to live by to help you become the very best you you can become. And as always, make sure you check Professor Beliso out there. Excellent book, Live, Learn, and Grow. Lessons of a Reluctant Tiger. Check him out. Excellent content. I'm so grateful and thankful for his weekly contributions of the Kickin' Life show just to help us live our best kick in life. 
All right, all right. Well, to continue with this exciting 50th episode, a dynamite message there by Professor Beliso and our special guest today, and he's been on the podcast before, but I'm going to go ahead and set this up. He's a personal mentor of mine, but listen to these accolades here, folks. He owns eight studios in the Sacramento area, four martial arts studios on the East Coast. He's the founder of ProMac, Kovar Systems, the Satori Alliance, and he's going to talk to us a little bit about what those what those are because I want to uh, I want you to hear from his voice, his words, exactly what he's put into these things. Now he's extremely humble, so I may have to push him a little bit to get outside of his comfort zone to tell you exactly the success of these accomplishments. But we're going to do what we can on that. He's the author of several great books. One is a Dad's Toolbox for Better Parenting. Check this one out, folks. Really, really good insight on him growing up being a uh, well from his father to him being a father, passing these tools and tips on, even some of the mistakes he made growing up and uh, then as a father for his own child there. And another one, if you're in the martial arts industry, a martial arts instructor's toolbox, you know, this is a must for all martial arts instructors. Even if you're thinking about being an instructor, get this book. And his last one, which is out there for everybody, and it's Brief Moments of Clarity, and he's got listed a martial arts instructor's guide to living, but personally I believe this is anybody's instructor's guide just to simply live in a best life. He's a mentor, life coach, extremely talented martial artist. He has a black belt in 10 different styles with nearly 50 years of martial arts experience, 40 years as a martial arts business owner, and the wisdom and knowledge and experience to continually, uh, I guess, have that white belt attitude and mindset that he still wants to learn more. Wow, you talk about humility. And that's why he's uh, become, well, my personal mentor, personal coach, and an extremely good friend. You know, and I consider him to be the probably the most humble person I've ever met and a role model for all to learn from. And who am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about Kiyoshi Dave Kovar. Kiyoshi, how are you, sir? Hey, sir, that was quite an introduction. I, I want you to tell my wife that, if you don't mind, sometime. That would be really good. Well, it, it, all she has to do is subscribe to the show and listen to it, and uh, we'll talk it up. <laughs> it, it, it sounds really good when you, when you say it. You know, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm going to quote a, an episode of one of my favorite TV show. You know what I'm really good at? I'm probably the best at being humble. I just love that line, right? It actually came out of a Park and Rep episode. It's the irony of that. So thank you for thinking that. I actually have, you know, it's not that I'm humble. It's just that I, I know when to speak. Very many times my, my ego will get the best of me. However, I've learned just to, when I want to say something from the ego, I learned to just kind of not talk until it, you know, until that kind of, I'm back in control, so to speak. That keeps me from saying and doing silly things often. Well, I tell you what, uh, since I met you in 2012 there, it, it's been transformational. I always felt like I was on an island by myself, and I know I shared this with you on countless different occasions, but I mean this sincerely and from the heart. I just uh, kind of, that, that's why I'm writing the book Square Peg Round Hole, just didn't seem to fit anywhere, especially with the martial arts community that I was, you know, kind of surrounding myself with and meeting you and talking about, you know, and not just talking about humility, but actually projecting humility. And then the way I don't know, I'm sometimes a little rough. I'd call it my right hook of reality. But the way you handle it with such prestige, but you get the message across. I mean, that's just incredible, and that's definitely a gift, and I'm very grateful. Well, thank you, sir. I just love what you're doing. Of course, I've been out to your place several times now, and love what you're doing, man. You are really impacting your community in a positive way, and the energy you put into your message, uh, you know, just hats off to you. Keep up the great work. I'm happy to be on the, on the, uh, the, the call today, on the show today. And it's the 50th episode. Holy smokes. I can't believe it. Producer, producer John, tongue-tied over there, is looking, yeah, 50. Unbelievable. And I, I couldn't think yeah. of a better person to be on here, sir. I'm just truly, deeply honored. Oh, my pleasure, man. It's 
So I'm good. Let's go. Well, let's go. Well, um, I wanted to start things off with a passage in your book, uh, Brief Moments of Clarity. And just, I've read this book twice now, and absolutely excellent. And on the very front of the book, you put, <laughs> when you signed it to me, Master Grogan and No, and then you wrote, uh, you know, you signed it, Dave Kovar. And the No was all about me overdoing things and you know, saying yes to too many things, which means I'm saying no to probably the important things. <laughs> so the, <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, what I want to read here in the book real quick, and I think it's something we talked about, uh, um, you're going to discuss a little bit today, is my word is law. And your word is law is about keeping commitments you've made to yourself. You know, of course, easier said than done, but most people fail to develop a high level of self-discipline because they commit to too much too soon, and it becomes way too hard to keep so many commitments, so they give up and go back to their old ways. And, um, you know, this is something we talk to our instructors about all the time, the mastery mindset, and my word is law is a big one, is if I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, but unfortunately, a lot of times, and I'm just as guilty as anybody else, we say it, but I don't know if we say it with enough conviction to actually mean it. But when we say it, like you mentioned in your book here, in the mirror, like the night before, especially if you're getting to bed late, you're like, well, you know, you're going to come up with some excuses in the morning on why you can't um, go to the gym because you don't feel like it. But if you tell yourself in the mirror, look, I'm going, you tend to go. So if you wanted to touch a little on that, that would be terrific, sir. Yeah, you know, you know, for starters, I think what happens is you know, well-intended people, uh, you know, one of the most important qualities that I see is, is self-discipline. And, you know, of course, it's talk. You know, everybody understands the concept. You know, self-discipline is really nothing more than doing what you know you should do when you don't feel like doing it. It takes no self-discipline to eat your favorite dessert. You know what I'm saying? It takes no self-discipline that you love going to the movies and a brand new Harry Potter movie comes out. It doesn't take self-discipline to do that. But the stuff, there's sometimes there's stuff that you know you should do, you don't feel like doing or you don't want to do. That's where it comes into play. And I think what you know, well-intended people do is they set themselves up for failure by by being unrealistic initially. Let's just say that I don't have my, my self-discipline. I, I have very little of it. And I just tell myself, you know what? I got to get better shape. Let's use fitness for an example. Sure. So, you know, I haven't worked out in years, but I'm going to get up an hour early, super hour in the morning, and I'm going to go to the gym. and I'm going to go do an hour a day, five days a week, and I'm going to work hard. Well, guess what? No, you're not. What's going to happen is, is that it's not a realistic, you're not setting yourself up for success. So you're going to go a day or two or three. You might even get through the first week. But if your other habits don't change pretty quick, you're going to fall by the wayside. However, if, if your goal is to have really short-term goals, like, for example, I, you know, I really need to get better shape. I know I, ultimately I'd like to get to you know, spend an hour a day, five days a week, but since I haven't worked out for a long time, let me do this. Let me get up five minutes early every morning. And let me walk around the block and do 10 push-ups. And my word is law. I'm going to commit to doing that for the next week. Now, that is realistic. That's something that I can get my head around. And then for me, I use the my word is law. And it, my kids think it's the funniest thing ever because I'll, I'll be – I use it like if I'm, you know, it's my junk day and I'm having some, uh, you know, guacamole and chips. And, you know, I know I've had enough. I'll, I'll, I'll take the last – I'll walk over the mirror and say, my word is law. This is my last chip. You know, I'll, <laughs> I'll tell myself that. And, and I'm careful not to say it if I don't mean it. So if, I, if I'm really thinking, you know what, I really want a few more, I, I usually, you know, I'm, I, because I want to set myself up for success for that. So, so back to the, uh, the morning ritual. So now you commit to that for a week. What you want to do is you want to, have a, you want to check off the victory box, as many of those as you can. So now a week goes by, and you go, hey, man, I did it. I was successful. Yes. Now I'm going to get up 10 minutes early. I'm going to walk around the block twice, and I'm going to do, add 10 squats to it. And it, you follow that process. What you're doing is you're slowly easing into the routine. You know, we all have a friend 
that we love the person, but they're flaky as heck. You know, you want them to help you move. You ask them to have a, you know, can you help me move, uh, you know, a week from Tuesday, you know, and, and, and they say, sure, I'll be there. But in your gut, you know, they're not going to be there. Right. Yep. And what do you know? They're not. And you also have that friend that, you know, you can, you can set it on in your calendar, you know, Hey, can you meet me at midnight and three, you know, three weeks from Tuesday, you know, to help me move my furniture. And you know, they're going to be there. You don't have to think twice about it. So what's important is we're that person for ourselves. And so my word is law is the concept of saying no to more things, which of course was your word. So, but the things that you say, yes, I'm going to do, you follow through. And what ends up happening is you get a lot free and more done. And you start to actually believe in yourself for, in, in, instead of making these false commitments to yourself and others that on an unconscious level, you know, you're really going to follow, never follow up on. Absolutely. So you never kind of make progress. Well, it's, it's almost yeah, like the chip example. If you would say, well, this is my last one, then you eat another one, then you eat another one. Oh, really, this is my last one. And, of course, eat another one. Really, this is my last one. Well, you continuously yep. lie into yourself, so you're setting yourself up for failure, but you're also excusing the excuse, meaning, you know what, I'm saying this, but my word is not my law. My word is worthless as opposed to yep. sticking yep. to it. Excellent. Yep. And once you do that, then, then you know, it's, it's really hard to make progress. And so by what, what happens is we get a burst of motivation or inspiration and we think, ah, oh, you know, boom, I'm going to do all this stuff. And, you know, we goal set, we set all these goals, but they're friggin' unrealistic because we haven't developed the habits. So really, and the other thing is, is you can't establish a lot of habits. You know, there's, there's peaceful, I believe in peaceful evolution versus bloody revolution, right? And meaning is that slowly over nice. time, to change new habits because, uh, you know, what, what you have to do, if there's so many different things, like as a martial arts instructor, you know this, you and I both teach in a really long time. If you try to make a white belt perfect and you say, okay, bend your knees, get those elbows, turn your wrist, <laughs> you give them too much to focus on, they friggin' can't do anything. So what do you do? You focus on one thing first, right? Get their breathing right. And who cares if the rest of their form is, once you got the breathing right, then you're, you're working on making sure to keep their hands up. You know, so what you do is you give them one habit at a time to focus on. And then once that becomes habit, then you can add other things to it. And, and it's really uh, it's amazing how effective it can work if you're committed to it and, and if you're realistic about your goals. You know, I believe when you're setting goals, whether it be health, fitness, business, relationship, they should be, they should be, they can be aggressive. There's nothing wrong with being aggressive, but they also need to be realistic. You know what I'm saying? Something that, that at the end of the day, for example, you and I have broken a lot of, you know, we both broke our first bat in the last year and a half, right? <laughs> yes, sir. All those kind of things we've done. And, and you know, the, 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 the benefit of boards and bricks and bats and all that stuff is the, the secret is there's really no secret. You have to hit the frigging thing really hard. You have to know <laughs> what you're doing. But, but at the end of the day, you have to be fully committed and it has to be realistic because, you know, if you try to put, I don't care how hard you try to, how hard you committed to try to break a piece of plywood, it's not going to friggin' break. Your shin is, your arm is, whatever you hit it with. And so that's not an unrealistic goal. So you always have to start with something that might be aggressive, but it's got to be realistic. And then you got to, you know, you be fully committed to it and, and, and work into it. And like I said, it's easy to, it, 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 easy to do, uh, easy to talk, hard to do, but it's worthy of the challenge. Sure. Well, and the commitments, the, uh, you know, that's exactly what it is. You commit to doing it 100% and you're all in, especially like you talked about, we broke the first baseball bet. If there had been a slight uh, bit of hesitation there, it wouldn't have broke. I mean, something else probably would have broke right. the shin bone or this or that. And it's the same with anything. Yep. Uh, you talk professional sports. You know, there's hesitation when you're batting. You're going to miss the ball. It's a fraction of a, you know, just centimeter there. And same thing with anything else in life. Full commitment to do yep. it and then do it. But then I think from a male's point of view, and I was a gym nut for the longest time, personal trainer, aerobic instructor, and then, you know, teaching the martial arts and self-defense classes at any gym that would have me. So I was there literally seven days a week. 
Well, I kind of slowly but surely fell out of that habit. You know, no excuse. It just life got in the way of life. And, of course, the first, first thing when I decide I'm going to go back to the gym, I go and blow out a two-and-a-half-hour workout, kill myself, and get the worst headache, throwing up afterwards and thinking, oh, my gosh, this is terrible. Well, I, I got to realize, you know, male ego, baby steps, like you just said, baby steps back into this thing. And now I've started back the first, oh, my gosh, probably two weeks. I went three to four days, and it was just short little 20, 25, 30-minute yep, workouts. Yep, yep, and yep. now I'm – I'm in there an hour now, and it's just like, yes, I'm empowered. But I had to take those baby steps. And I know we talked before about the male ego. You see somebody benching 300 pounds, you'll say, hey, you know, I used to be able to bench 300 pounds. Yeah, 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 absolutely. (laughs) By the way, I used to be able to bench 300 pounds. I know we had that conversation, so I know exactly what you're talking about, but, you know. So, so I get it. I want to tell everybody. It's, that's where my ego comes into play. You know, I'm at the gym. And, you know, I, I see some guy lifting heavy weight. I want to walk over and say, you know, before I tore my pectoral off, I used to be like, you know, it's like shut up and just do your workout. And, and that's what I have to tell myself because, yeah, no, I get it, man. Another thing, I, you know, I, I kind of wanted to just kind of back to, uh, uh, you know, forward breaking is an example and commitment that's really important is that sometimes we tend to, to uh, kind of check out a little bit when we've done stuff that we're, we're, we've done before, you know, that we're committed to, like, you know, whatever it might be. If, let's say, uh, you know, back to board breaking. I know my, my Kabuto and Yaido teacher is a guy named Shion Kainishuchi, and he told me one time, anytime you're breaking wood, uh, treat each board like it's your first board. And I went, well, what do you mean? He goes, well, when you first do it, you take it really seriously. You know what I mean? Like, you're all in, right? And see, you know, if you, uh, you know, if I've broken a, a thousand boards before, the board I'm about to break doesn't know that I broke a thousand <laughs> boards. It doesn't care. You know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. It's like I, I have to still be there because, yeah, you know, if I'm not fully committed to it, it's, it's not going to respond like I want just because I've done it before. So it's the same with goals that we have. You know what I mean? The fact that you've, you've taught, a, you know, a thousand great classes before, friggin', that's great. That means you have it in you. But that doesn't, you know, I still have to walk out there with that intent, you know, whatever it is that I'm doing to, to put my spirit in. It's kind of like when you see a really good Broadway play, you know, you go and you see this person, by the way, that, that, and, and you're moved by that, you know, the Miz or whatever it might be, right? Uh, uh, the Lion King or, you know, whatever it might be. I, I'm, I'm great. I'm dating myself clearly. But, but you know, you, you walk away from the performance, you know, kind of like emotionally affected. Well, the, the deal, why? Those guys, those words they say every night, those actors, they sing or they say words every night, right? It's, it's canned. But it's not, it, it, that's the wrong word, it's scripted. But sure. guess what? When you put your spirit into it, it doesn't matter, right? And that's why so often we kind of tend to phone things in, you know what I'm saying? So when we're out there teaching or doing anything that we might be doing on a repetitive basis, even though we're really good at it before, we still got to make sure that, we, you know, our spirit is present. Uh, and that's when we're going to get have the best results for ourselves, you know, and, and then, of course, those people that are with us as well. Well, absolutely. And like you said, and we've talked about that before, and I humbly admit I've taught more bad classes than I'd like to ever admit but that's the only way I'm going to get better is admitting, hey, I don't want to teach another one like that. I want to constantly be in the moment, uh, focused. And that's uh, Satori. We'll talk yep. about that in just a second. But it reminds me when I was teaching uh, PE during the day, I would teach anywhere from nine to ten classes and then go to the academy and teach another you know, four to five that night. So I was the one-man band. But here's the thing. Each class, didn't. it was the first time they saw me. So even though it was the ninth yep. time I had taught that same doggone lesson, it's the first time they saw me. So I was really, I was proud of my self-discipline there. And sometimes it would slip, but I would say when I'd walk into that gym at, at school, I'd say, all right, 
I'm walking on stage. This is the first time. These kids, I've taught this nine times, but this is the first time these kids have seen Mr. Grogan. So I got to give it my all. So it was almost walking on a, you know, a production stage here to give it my very best. And there are a lot of days I had to dig deep. And there were a lot of days I know I didn't give my very best. But as long as I started with that commitment and that mindset that I'm going to do this, the classes went so much better. But there's been often times when, you know, I, I maybe I forgot to say that or didn't get in the right mindset, and I went out there, and when it was over, it was like, oh, my gosh, that was not my best. And I feel like I let the kids down. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah completely. Well, and then about commitment, I, and I share this a lot with the students, especially talking about board breaking. For my um, first Don test, first-degree black belt, I had uh, board breaking to me. It was a jump-spinning back kick, two boards face level, and to me, that was the easiest part of the test. I'd done that countless, countless times. So the other part was just going through testing with people you didn't know in front of a testing panel. And um, it was uh, I was fortunate enough that Chuck Norris is original instructor. Kwon Jin Wong Ki was also, um, I guess, our head and founding instructor. And his son was at this testing of mine. And his son took over when Kwon Jin passed away. Anyway, this is uh, nine, early 90s. And going through... The test is, is flying on by. It's a great experience. I'm feeling good. Just, yes, one thing, checking it off the list, staying focused. And when it was my turn to wait for my break, I had to sit and wait, and I clocked out. I totally clocked out. I'm thinking about, oh, man, am I going to get a cake saying, you know, congratulations, first-degree black belt? Am I going to have a party? Yeah, I'm going to have a party. Who am I going to invite to this party? And I had checked out, baby. I mean, I'm thinking about everything that's going on after I pass this test, and you know what happened. I jumped up, and it's something I'd done, I don't know how many different times. Hit those boards, they didn't break. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Hit them again. You know, I get three tries, didn't break. And the third time, I'm like, oh, my gosh. I was too far gone. I couldn't get back, and I didn't do the break, and I didn't pass. <laughs> so I had to do a retest on the break. But that's about that commitment, staying in the moment, staying focused. And that's a lesson I share with the kids all the time. Now, I wish I could say I had learned so much from that that it's never happened again. But when it does happen again, I remind myself of that moment there. Well, so, you know, good judgment comes from bad judgment remembered. And I think the key is we all, you know, is, is trying to learn from our, our, our stuff. And, you know, so often, uh, you know, like I have a friend of mine that he'll tell you he's got 30 years teaching martial arts. And if you watch him teach, he's a great guy, but he's not that, you know, he's not really, you know, his school struggling. He's not really the best instructor, you know. And, and the reason is, is that he's really doesn't have, in my mind, 30 years of experience. He has one year of experience. He's repeated it 30 times. Yep. And, and the reason is because he just isn't really trying to become better. So what your story just reminds, you know, me and all of, hopefully all of us that, hey, man, it's all about being on purpose. It's about being mindful of what you're doing and then trying to learn. So one of the strategies that I'd like to say I do every day, but I do frequently, uh, and I, I was, uh, uh, it's one of those habits that I, I could go back and probably brush off a little bit and make better. But as at the end of the day, I think, what did I learn? How did I grow today? How did I contribute? And, and, and so that I can go back and remember, oh yeah, I, I learned that, you know, some lesson maybe where I, I, I didn't do as good a job. Right. Uh, and so then, then when I'm set in that circumstance again, I'm, I'm not faced with the, you know, I, 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 I handle it better, you know, it's, and, uh, and that's, that's, I think, you know, when we see people that we look up to, you know, kind of our, our seniors, you know, people, these are people that, that have learned from experience what not to do and are really good at not repeating it, you know. So that's, that's something that, that I think all of us can focus on on a regular basis. Sure, that's kind of like the, um, the concept the masters failed more times than the beginners attempted, you know, all about learning from those experiences. Yes, sir, completely, man, you know. 
I'll and, tell you what, it's really hard. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to just ask you, if, uh, if, for, for our listeners there, if you could, and we've been talking about it kind of in the moment here, but really elaborate on uh, the meaning of Satori. Because I know that's yeah, something you're absolutely. very proud of and something you put a lot of time and effort into. And now you've got the Satori Alliance Challenge, or the Satori Challenge, and then the Satori Alliance, and all those wonderful things that are just helping people, and I'll just say be in the moment, presently focused. But I'll go ahead and let you, uh, you know, Tell it in your words. Yeah, yeah. So you know that the Japanese, the, the in the Japanese word satori roughly translated means a moment of enlightenment or a moment of deep understanding. It refers to that aha moment when you figure out a math problem or you woke up in the morning you had this big challenge. How are you going? What are you going to deal with this challenge at work or in a relationship? And boom! All of a sudden, this answer comes to you. That's the that's satori. And what we did is we kind of, I kind of messed with the original meaning a little bit for us. Satori means in the moment at your best, and it refers to that present state of consciousness when you have mental clarity, physical energy, and emotional calm. In Western sports, you'd call it being in the zone, and we've all experienced that, you know, us at our best, right? And so imagine, imagine, uh, you know, what would happen if, if the majority of your day, in a perfect world from the time you got up in the morning to the time you went to the bed, you were in that zone. Imagine how effective you'd be, productive, impactful, all those things. Now, that may be, that may not be realistic, but it's something to strive for. And, and, and for me, it goes back to, uh, like, developing personal habits. And, and, and honestly, uh, there's, there's a great quote I, I want to share with you. And I don't know uh, it, where I heard it. Uh, I may be paraphrasing. You know, uh, but, but it basically goes like this. Those who have their health have many goals. Those who do not have but one. Okay? So think about it. When you're sick, injured, you know, or just, you know, you're like, oh, man, you're, you're feeling terrible. You're not thinking about it. All you're thinking about is getting healthy. Right? Yes, sir. And, and, and then once you're healthy, man, then you see all the opportunity. And so, you know, I'm amazed by the disconnection how, uh, uh, between intelligent people and how they treat their body and their level of success. You know, one time there's a story uh, uh, about uh, a, a gentleman who's, who uh, goes to a, a theater and, um, you know, he's there and there's a, there's a handicapped seat in front of him, right at the front of the theater. And, and, uh, and all of a sudden this guy strolls down, is being pushed down in a wheelchair and he's got oxygen on him and he's, you know, extremely large. And, you know, I mean, you know, I'm, I don't want to sound like I'm passing judgment, but he's not in the best of health. Right. And he gets pulled up and, and, and someone goes, you know, who's, you know, he, he goes to his friend, who's, who, I wonder who that guy is. And that guy goes, oh, you don't know who that guy is? He's so-and-so. He's the wealthiest guy in Canada. And then the, the gentleman tells the story, looks and goes, no, he's not. Meaning, you know, he's yep. not the wealthiest guy in Canada. So, so it's kind of a reminder that obviously if you have health issues, you know, my hats go out to you. We all, you know, it, uh, you know, some are extremely worse than others. And some people, they could have done everything right and still gotten, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, it, it, there's no, there's no magic wand that guarantees you if you do these six steps that, that, that you're, you're never going to get sick. And, you know, there's things can just happen. Right. But, we ought to stack the odds in favor of our health by doing as many things as we can possibly, right? And and that, how that affects everything else, you know, uh, it, it's, uh, you know, by, by you know, basically, of course, you know, you know eating right, exercise, uh, rest, stress reduction, hygiene, all those things that go into, you know, that, that really can make a big difference. Because when you're at your best, man, you're better for everyone else in your life. And it's kind of like, you know, we owe it to our kids to make sure that we're as healthy as we can. So we, when we're older, you know what I mean? We can be less of a burden for them. We owe it to our, our, you know, the people we work with. You get the idea. So it's, it's, I think a lot of times it's one of those things that people kind of know, but they don't really say, wait a minute, am I, are the habits I, are the habits that I have in place helping me to get to where 
where I want to go from a health standpoint or, or not. And if so, uh, great, I'm going to continue, I'm going to guard those. But if not, what can I tweak? What can I do a little bit differently that's going to help me, you know, be, 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 achieve the highest level of health that is within my control? Oh, uh- Perfect, 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 perfect. Folks, did I tell you, you're in for a treat? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and this is why I wanted uh, Kiyoshi Dave Kovar here on the uh, 50th episode. And he's been on uh, the podcast in the past, which I'm so very grateful for. And I know how busy you are with everything. So for you to take the time to be with me, thank you very, very much. I'm very grateful. Um, and, and speaking about health, your, your father now is 95. Is that correct? As of today, yes, he's 95. Today's his birthday? Uh, no, no. I mean, as of right oh. now, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah as of uh, yeah, this, this, yeah. So he's That's yeah, fine. he's doing great. I mean, uh, obviously, he was a great role model for me, and still is. And and uh, uh, you know, he's he's slowed down a little bit, and he earned every bit of that. But you know, he's still kicking. And, and uh, you know, my earliest memory of my father, and you've heard me share this story, so forgive me. Was you know, waking up and being three or four years old and walking out in the, into the living room, you know sleep in my eyes, wiping, you know, wiping my eyes clear. And what do you know? I see my dad in the living room doing push-ups or doing squats or doing curls, you know, and that's just a habit that he, you know, his, you know, he, he'd been doing it his whole life. And, and, uh, uh, it really, it really had, it's funny. You've got stuff that you don't think has an impact on you until it looks, you look back on it. And now with my kids, they're in college age. They're both away at school right now, and they used to harass the heck out of me growing up about how, you know, my eating habits and, you know, Dad, we're the only food kids. Oh, we're the only that don't have junk food in our house. And, you know, everybody else has soda in their house and all those things, you know. that And now, you know, they both go, God, you should see how my roommates eat. I can't even believe it. You know, and I, I see them on their own making these great choices. And, and I'm going, wow, they were, they were, they were watching. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like a, uh, uh, so, so you, you never, you never know, you know, you just kind of do the best you can to, uh, uh, anyway, be a good example for the people around you. Sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't, but that's, that's a good thing to strive towards. Absolutely. Well, that's kind of the biggest message I've been presenting lately. Uh, I've had a chance to go around, uh, every single school in the Edwardsville district here and gave goodness gracious, well over 150 speaches to my gosh, uh, I'm guessing eight, 9,000 kids, which, you know, wow. honored and flattered to do. And the biggest message was planting the right seeds. And I kind of, t- uh, all about, you know, everybody wants the end result right here, right now. Nobody wants to go through the plantation stage, the nurturing stage, the cultivating stage, the harvest yep. stage. Yep. Everybody yep. wants yep. it yep. right yep. now. Uh, but like you said with your father, three years old, you're up watching him do this. He was planting the seeds in your mind. And it took a while, obviously, yep. for those seeds to develop. But you did the same thing for your chi- or your, your kids, your, ki- your kiddos there, your children. And then they're going to do the same thing now that they're able to see it. But it takes a little bit of time. And that was the whole thing about planting the right seeds. And, uh, well, that's incredible. And sort of like the, the book, The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson, those little bitty steps along the way that make the biggest change in the world. You know, it's not going to happen today, yes, tomorrow, sir. but those little bitty steps along the way. Man, man, great stuff, sir. Great stuff. Good deal. Glad to hear it, man. Yeah, well, it's uh, it, always fun to talk about. This is, of course, uh, you know, for you and I, we love talking about this stuff, so it's easy. You know, this is, I, I teach uh, martial arts. That's my profession, and I love it, and I'm super proud of it. And my hobby would be talking about, you know, uh, general, uh, you know, uh, being at your best, you know, what we can do to be there. So uh, uh, it's my pleasure to have a good conversation with you. Absolutely. And, yeah, it's, it, well, our tribe is getting bigger and bigger uh, as far as following the Kickin' Life show, the Kickin' Life podcast, just continuing to try to build that tribe of, you know, positive-minded 
outside of the box thinkers, that square peg round hole to believe in yourself, to live your best, I like to say kick in life, uh, because you're going to kick yourself in the tail when you need it. And then you're also going to pat yourself when you've done a good job with it to continue to believe in yourself to be your best. And that's the whole meaning and essence. Well, sir, I know you've got a a meeting coming up. Um, Goodness gracious. Thank you so very much for taking the time to be with us today. Uh, Folks out there, if you want to get a hold of Kiyoshi Dave Kovar, he's got several different channels you can get a hold of. Uh, Kiyoshi, would you mind sharing the ways they can get a hold of you? Uh Oh, they put you on the spot. Yeah, you know, (laughs) easiest way, uh, you know, I'm on Facebook, uh, uh, you know, uh, obviously, uh, um, uh, for for people that are uh, wanting interest in in some of our products, we go to Kovar Systems. We have all kinds of products that are really more targeted towards martial artists and martial arts school owners. But but uh, as far as uh, just uh, people that are, uh, how I could help is, is is a couple of books might be of value. You already mentioned them. They're available on Amazon. You know, Brief Moments of Clarity, a dad's uh, uh, and then a dad's uh, toolbox for better parenting. Are both. I'm very proud of those works and. And uh, anybody that wanted to get a hold of me personally, my email address is dave.kovar at kovars.com. And it's been a pleasure and an honor to be on your show. And, and congratulations on 50 episodes. That's awesome. Thank you very much, sir. Well, you have a wonderful, wonderful day today. Thank you. I can't wait to touch base with you again real soon. And um, good stuff, sir. Thank you again. Take care, man. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. Thanks, all. Bye-bye. Wow. How about that, folks? Was that intriguing? Was that inspiring? Did that give you the best kick in life? Absolutely. I know it did. And uh, talk about humility. And that's why I'm so kind of, uh, he's my personal mentor. Uh, He's wonderful. I'm going to say it on the air. I love the guy. He means so much to me and has helped me in so many different ways just to see a bigger picture, to see bigger things, to, you know, being a martial artist, being a fighter there, that ego is often up there. He's done a great job of helping me see outside of me, you know, just being a better person, doing it for others. Now, Something he shared with me is something uh, uh, that I want. He talked about not only being your best, the satori, being in the moment, being presently focused, but taking care of yourself. And I would make uh, work like a maniac, you know, sometimes 80, 90, 100 hours a week and just burning the candle, not only at both ends, but right dead in the middle. And Kiyoshi would say to me, and Kiyoshi is uh, kind of a guided leader, just kind of a symbol of respect who are continuously learning. That's what the title uh, symbolizes there in the martial arts community. But he would, uh, he would tell me, look, you need to slow down and take time for yourself. You, you need to you know, meditate. You need to go to the gym. You need to have some shutdown time. You need to get a massage every once in a while. And I would, I would argue because that's just who I am. I mean, not in a disrespectful way. I would say stuff that I'm sure all of us are guilty of saying, oh, I don't have time for that. I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. He said, no, you, you need to take time for yourself. You're going to burn out. Oh, no, I've been doing this for how many years? I can keep doing it. He goes, you're going to burn out. Just take time for yourself. And here the thing was, it's not that I didn't want to listen. Well, I guess I didn't want to listen. Nobody wants to be told what you don't want to be told, what you don't want to hear, right? <laughs> so, but what he was trying to say is, look, you're not able to give your absolute very best because you're not at your very best. And it took that right hook reality, you know how much I like to coin that phrase, boom, right hook reality, hashtag, by the way, that's a hashtag I've been throwing out there, right hook of reality. There you go. But he said, look, unless you start having some shutdown time for you, Unless you start having some meditative time, some shutdown, like I said, get a massage every once in a while, you know, get more rest, sleep more, turn the computer, meaning your brain off, you're never going to be at your best. You're never going to be at the moment, and you're never going to be able to help people as much as you want to help them. And I guess he kept saying these messages, and, you know, sometimes you just don't get it. 
Well, the right hook was. <laughs> that really got it for me. He simply said, do you, uh, um, oh, he goes, do you like disrespecting people? Now, he said it in a much more, I don't know, humble, professional manner. But what I heard was, do you like disrespecting people? I'm like, well, no, of course not. He's like, but by not respecting yourself enough to take in that shutdown time, you're essentially not giving your all to others, so you're kind of disrespecting them. And I'm like, whoa. And, of course, what I do, but, 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 you know, all the butts that we're all guilty of doing. <laughs> and raise your hand if you're out there. You can relate with me. Yeah, say me. That's me. Yeah. So the message I'm passing on to you because he passed it on to me, and I'm going to pass it on to you with a little more of a right hook because that's just who I am. Like I said, he's definitely, Kaoshi Kovar is much more well-refined than I am, and, uh, and that's what makes him so great. Mine is a little more of a hard hitter. Maybe it's because I'm a few years younger. I don't know. Not that young. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, take time for yourself, folks. Seriously. Shut off the computer. Shut off the TV. Shut off the device. Of course, after you're done listening to the show, <laughs> you got to listen to this show and share with others You know, who are going to benefit from this. But seriously, shut things down. Get off social media. Get off Facebook. Put that doggone device down and take a few minutes for yourself. There are a ton of meditative apps out there. And I know what a lot of you are saying. Hey, oh, that meditative nonsense, I'm not into that Buddha stuff, and I'm not into this. That's not what it's about. Think of it this way, and this is kind of a martial arts term. If your cup is full of water, and you keep dumping more water in that cup, what's going to happen? It's going to splash out all over the place, right? Any knowledge you're trying to input is just being lost. And then also, if you're making a mess, and think about if your mind's overflooded, overflowing with whatever you're putting in there, then it's going to make you anxious, it's going to make you excited, it's going to make you nervous because it's flooding all over the place. Take a second, and here's as simple as it is. You ready for this? Now, if you're driving your car, don't, don't do this. Close your eyes, inhale, exhale. And you heard Professor Brandon Bliso talk about this. Inhale, you think, I'm breathing. Exhale, I'm grateful. Inhale, I'm breathing. Exhale, I'm grateful. And do it again. Inhale, I'm breathing. Exhale, I'm grateful. Now, if you're driving in the car, you can say that. Don't close your eyes, please, <laughs> if you're driving in the car. But any other time, just do those things. We've all got 10 seconds. Heck, we all got, I mean, maybe it's only five seconds. Whatever it takes. Now, it's not going to happen right off the bat, especially if you've never done it before. But I promise you, you do that just for 10 seconds, it's going to be a difference. And then you do it again and again. It's retraining your mind, retraining your body, retraining yourself to relax to take in the beauty, and like I said, put that doggone device down to look outside, to heck to get outside. Get outside from those walls that are confining you. I'd always tell people when I did a lot of personal training that uh, if there's an opportunity to run outside, and Kyoshi Kovar talked about that, walk around the neighborhood. You don't have to run if you haven't been exercising in a while, but go outside. Yes, the treadmill and the stationary bike are good if the weather's bad, but you're still confined within the walls. You get outside and see you know, what God's created out there. See the beauty. Now, if it's a rainy, gloomy day, you know, maybe maybe stay inside on the treadmill. But if you've got an opportunity to get out there, something about being outside in the air, the atmosphere, breathing it all in, seeing the trees, hearing the birds, looking at the beautiful clouds, the sunrise or sunset. Man, it's just, it, it's unrestrictive. Where you're restricted when you're kind of cased in walls. You're cased in walls in your car, because you're obviously for safety. <laughs> when you go to work, you're boxed in. 
unless you're outside working construction. And then if you are outside working construction, take a second every once in a while to look up at the sky and just think, man, I'm grateful. I'm outside. I think of the movie Office Space, and those that have seen Office Space, it's a, it's a goofy comedy. But, what? Uh, oh, my gosh, what's, uh, oh, now you, if you think of it, you know, uh, text it to me or email it to me or put it in the comment box there. Uh, oh, I can't think of his name. But anyway, he worked in a cubicle, right? And he was miserable, hated his life. And at the end of the movie, he was outside working construction, and he's like, man, it was hard work. But he was grateful. He goes, I'm outside. I'm getting some sun on my skin. I'm exercising, getting a workout, and getting paid. That was his success. That was his life. But it's something about being outside. And a lot of that is taken away from being inside. And I think often of that uh, movie way back in the 80s of Tom Hanks, Joe versus the Volcano, when they would go into that office. Now, I'm talking about office space and jobs. But the whole point is getting outside, right? getting away from the confines of the walls. And they would go in and it had about, you know, one or two flickering lights. And it was everything you think of like a dungeon. And they're all, you know, just hypnotic state, just kind of walking in, sitting at their desks, typing, walking to lunch, you know, just no engagement. And I wonder, and I've got a buddy, shout out to my buddy, Greg, Greg Fight, How you doing, buddy? I know you listen to the show a lot there. He, when we watched Office Space, I think we watched it together when it first came out. And I laughed at it, but he says, you have no idea. That's exactly how it, it's like when you sit in those cubicles. That's it. That's the engagement. That's the interactions. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I would freaking go nuts. And I would probably drive everybody else nuts, no doubt about it. I mean, heck, when, <laughs> when I was a teacher there, I was just like I am now, probably even more hyper than I am now. And because uh, I've worked with kids, played, uh, I was a PE teacher, so I was always engaged. I'm going through the hall, blowing my whistle, acting like a goofball but just trying to bring out the positivity in everybody. And the, the teachers in the Edwardsville District were awesome. But, of course, just like anything else, you know, it's a pretty stressful job, and there's a lot of times that a lot of that stress would kind of hang in the air there. So I wanted to kind of break that up. Now, I know I drove a lot of teachers nuts because of who I am, but I think for the most part I was boom. But I had a chance, and this is the difference, I had a chance to go outside with the kids during PE. And just by going outside, being in the elements. So you may say, well, my job, I can't go outside. I bet you can. If not, just get up from your desk every 15 minutes, half hour, whatever it is, and look outside. And if you can go outside, you know, I know some people go outside and take a smoke break. When I worked at, uh, I don't know how many different jobs, people would go out and take a smoke break. And I would say, I'm out here. I didn't smoke, but I'm out here having a fresh air break. Now, of course, I went away from the people that were smoking. That wouldn't be much of a fresh air break. But just outside. Yeah, there it is. But I'm telling you, the power in that. And as Kiyoshi Kober talked about, Satori be your best, be in the moment, and be your best in that moment. Commit to that moment. And, you know, you hear me talk all the time. We don't know how many uh, how many days we have left on this planet. Hopefully we live, you know, to be, if, if you want to, 95 like Kiyoshi Kovar's father. And when he says still kicking and still going strong for his, uh, I guess it was his 90th birthday, he went, uh, was it, I wish I had Kiyoshi back on the line here. Anyway, he fought, I think it was 90 seconds of uh, of sparring with like 10 different guys or something it was crazy but here's this guy in his 90s now of course he's a little slower now being 90 than he was when he was in his 20s but still to have that and i've met him countless times he's very sharp very on the ball and i mean his mind is still there his body's still there now he's not up jump doing jump spinning back kicks or anything but he is there for 95 and he served honorably in world war ii 
And I think uh, Kiyoshi Kovar posted something recently on his Facebook page about he may be one of the only uh, survivors from World War II era in the Sacramento area. So, I mean, that's pretty powerful. But the whole message of today, and Professor Beliso, when he was on talking about life skills for a better me, gratitude, focus, integrity, and discipline. And lo and behold, Kiyoshi Kovar talked about the same thing, and it's the same thing I'm talking about too, is bringing that to you and helping you realize how to live your best, I like to say, kick in life, best kick in life. And to be honest, the reason I say these things, the reason I have these guests on, the reason I surround myself with the people I now surround myself with is because I know I want to be better. I say them so I can hear myself say them to remind me, look, you're telling everybody else to do that. Gosh darn it, you better do it too, right? I want to be better. And that gets right back to his book, Brief Moments of Clarity, and it's titled A Martial Arts Instructor's Guide to Living. But folks, even if you're not a martial artist, it, it's, it's an instructor's guide just instructing you on how to live your best life, how to live. And uh, Professor Beliso talks about living your best possible life. I talk about living your best kick in life. And uh, uh, Kiyoshi Kovar talks about living in that Satori moment right here, right now, your absolute very best. So you can kind of see how all three of those tie in together. And the same with all the guests I have on the show, all about planting the right seeds of positive motivation to be your very, very best. So go to Amazon, pick this book up. And the one we talked about a little bit earlier, I'm going to go and read another passage from it. It's uh, My Word is Law. I've got to put my glasses on here, folks, so give me a sec. There it is. And uh, it talks about an illustration that says, although I've experienced early in the morning, although I have exercised. Look at that. That's why I didn't. Let me put my glasses on. I tried to cheat, and I got caught. There it is. Although I have exercised early in the morning for the most of my adult life, it's still not easy to get up and get going. I want to blow off my workouts and sleep a little longer sometimes. You know, that's just what he talked about, right, on the show. It's written right here in the book. You know, some evenings before I go to bed, I have a sense that I'm going to have a hard time getting up in the morning. I look myself in the mirror and I tell myself out loud, you are getting up and you are going to the gym. My word is law. So, I mean, think about that. It's just like he talked about with (laughs) the chips. You know, this is my last chip. And almost making a public declaration to his kids. This here, everybody, my last chip. I'm not eating another chip. Now, that sounds ridiculous. But I think if you said that out loud and you went back and ate another chip, you would probably be more embarrassed than if you just said, this is my last chip. And then you go back on it. You're making that public declaration. So what he does, he looks in the mirror and he says that. You're getting up in the morning and you're going to the gym. My word is law. Just do it, even if you don't feel like it. Now, inevitably, and this is part of the book again, when the morning arrives and I don't want to wake up, I remember what I told myself the night before. And that's usually all it takes. And he says, after my workout, I take a few moments to celebrate and anchor in the good feelings of that workout and how glad I am that I did it. This makes getting up the next morning a little bit easier. Now, as you know, Kiyoshi Kovarod mentioned there, it, it, he says a little bit easier because you're still going to fight those battles. It's frustrating. You get, gosh darn, do I have to fight these battles every day? Yes. So now you know you do. Just accept it. But give yourself, my word is law, I'm doing this thing. And as you mentioned, and as I mentioned, don't try and go too much too soon. If you haven't exercised in years and you try and go in there and do a two, three-hour workout or go seven days a week and kill yourself, it's not going to last. It's not going to last. Little bitty steps. Think about it. You plant a seed today, you're going to have to nurture and cultivate that seed every day to get the harvest that you want. But it's a slow grow. It doesn't happen overnight. Think of it this way. The shape you're in right now, that didn't happen overnight. You didn't just you know, wake up one morning and say, what the heck? How did I get in this shape, good or bad? 
it didn't just happen. Now, it may seem like it because, you know, time flies on by, but I can guarantee it didn't. And, you know, I spoke a lot about The Slight Edge, the book by Jeff Olson, and that's exactly what he talks about, those little bitty daily disciplines day in and day out. And he says a part in the book, if I eat a cheeseburger today, is it going to kill me today? Probably not. If I eat one tomorrow, is it going to kill me? Probably not. If I eat one for a solid week, yeah, maybe not. But I guarantee if I eat one 50 days in a row, you know, a greasy cheeseburger, and I continue to do that for the next 50 and the next 50 and the next 50, that's going to have a dramatic impact on how I feel, how I look. Yeah. And am I going to have a heart attack from that? Well, the chances are definitely yeah moving in that direction. But it doesn't seem like it. And everybody says, no, there's no way I'd eat that 50 days in a row. Well, if you're disciplined yourself and you think about that, man, how many times do you go to McDonald's? How many times do you go to Burger King? And I get it. I get it. Well, you got kids, you're running all over the place, and you're like, man, oh, gosh darn it, here it is, 8 o'clock again, I haven't made supper yet. And so what, what do you do? Oh, it's just easier. I'll run through McDonald's. Discipline. My word is law. I'm not going to do that. Now, you can have your cheat days. I'm not saying go cold turkey on those things, but I am saying if you do that five days a week, try and cut back. You know, this week, we're going to make an effort not to go five days. Let's say four, and then three, and then two, and then one, and before you know it, you're kind of winging yourself off. Now, is it easy? Heck yeah, it's easy for me to say it. Is it easy to do? Gosh darn, no, it's not easy to do. It's not easy at all. But what do I want? I want for you to live your best kick in life. I want you to believe in yourself. Your word is law. You're going to stick to that. Say it out loud. Write it on your mirror. Write it on a piece of paper. Put it in your phone. Set reminders on your phone. We've got all these things we could use as as reminder tools. Use them. Put it on your phone. I know it sounds goofy, but darn it, do it. If you want to improve, you've got to improve. And Jim Rome, you know, one of my absolute favorites. And by the way, I'm working with... uh, Uh, Chris Widener now, he wrote the last book with Jim Rome before Jim Rome passed away. And once again, fans out there, it's it's not Jim Rome, the sports guy, Jim Rohn, (laughs) the the, the motivational, inspirational success guru. That's who I'm talking about there. Anyway, I'm working with Chris Widener now, or the book that he wrote together was called 12 Pillars. So that's another book to check out. And uh, he asked me to be a part of his mastermind group. I am honored beyond words because two of my favorites he actually personally worked with, which are Jim Rome and Zig Ziglar. Uh, yeah, unbelievable. So, um, And I talked to him yesterday, actually, and uh, he's going to be on a future podcast, which I'm super excited about, and I'm super excited about being in his mastermind group. Um, personally, I don't know that I deserve to be in that group, <laughs> but I am so grateful and thankful and honored that he asked me to be a part of it. And uh, boy, oh boy, we're going to take things to a higher level with the book I'm writing, Square Peg, Round Hole, you know, all about being you, believing in you, using the respect, manners, and discipline to stand out in the crowd, all these things coming together. And why am I doing these things? Because I want to continue to self-educate. I want to continue to become my very best so I can pass on my very best to you, and we can continue to build that tribe, that tribe of motivated, inspirational, like-minded, positive thinkers so we can combat all the negativity that's out there. But we've got to believe in ourselves first. I posted something on my Facebook page the other day, and it said, when uh, when there's no, oh my goodness, now I forgot what it was. Ah, Oh, when you conquer the, the fears within, nothing outside can hurt you. Essentially, when that enemy inside you has been defeated, those fears have been defeated, that self-doubt has been defeated, then nothing outside can hurt you because you feel that good about yourself. 
And that's what I think Satori is. 100% in the moment at your best, feeling your best. And, you know, Kiyoshi talked about the uh, the movie scene when the guy came down in, in the wheelchair and had the oxygen and was, you know, overweight, not in the best health. And the other guy says, who is that? Or, you know, you know who that is? He's the wealthiest guy in the area or wealthiest guy in Canada. Well, that goes to show you that wealth, if you look at it just from a, a monetary point of view of money, then, man, how wealthy really are you? Yeah, you got a ton of money, but your health sucks. You know, your health is terrible. That's not being wealthy. That's not being successful. And that's a big thing Jim Rome talks about in all of his publications is all about if you lose your family, your loved ones, and uh, all your integrity and honor and values in the midst of pursuing money, if you get it, and you just may very well get the money, but you've lost everything in the process. What do you have there? And I'll be 1,000% honest. You know, that was my major motivation for the longest time. Uh, especially, uh, some of you know this, I filmed, uh, and this is something for another podcast. We're kind of running a little close on time here. But uh, I filmed my first set of exercise videos in 1999 called Kick to Get Fit. And it was the same time that Billy Blanks came out with Tybo. <laughs> Boom. Those that remember Tybo. Which, by the way, I've been in contact. We're going to have Billy Blanks on a future podcast, too. So that'll be really nice uh, to, to connect with him and talk about those things. He's doing some amazing things now. Uh, is just continuing to do great things. And that's definitely why I want to have him on the podcast. But anyway, my whole goal then was I want everybody to know who Rich Grogan is. And I'm going to make it to the top. And, you know, I'm going to write the story from growing up on the farm and in a, tra- a trailer park and then a farm and to the top. That was my focus. Now, yeah, I wanted to help people along the way, but that wasn't my number one priority. I'm really kind of peeling the layers back, as uh, Professor Bland and Lisa would talk about here, you know, kind of exposing my soft side here. But I'm just being honest. That was my focus, and I never got it, which, you know, is kind of an act of God because I wouldn't have finished school, wouldn't have got my degree in kinesiology. I wouldn't have uh, taught 11 wonderful years in the school district. My wife probably wouldn't have stayed, stuck with me because I, my ego would have been out of control. I wouldn't have the three wonderful kids that I've got right now and went through some hard times. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have went through the bankruptcies that I went through either, which I did not enjoy, but it was all about building those steps. Now my focus around surrounding myself with different people is all about truly from the heart, what can I do to better myself, to better others, to leave a legacy? And something I shared with my instructors just last night at the academy I said, you know, guys, this is what I've always wanted. I never knew how to say it, but this is what I want. I want to pay you extremely well to be able to mentor you. I know it sounds crazy. Well, I want the business to be successful enough that they don't have to worry about Because here's the thing. Yeah, and I'm not saying, obviously, we just talked about how you know, money is definitely a, a part of success, but you can't have that as the most important part. But as Zig Ziglar talks about, you know, money's right up there with oxygen. And what I mean by that, you don't put it first, but gosh darn it, you need money to live. You need money to pay your bills. You need money to live a comfortable life. But if you put that ahead of everything else and sacrifice your, your uh, health and family and everything else along the way, you know, that's where the Bible kind of comes along. And, you know, money is a root of all evil, not the root of all evil. But, you know, so is eating too much chocolate or candy or whatever else. Kind of bing, bang, boom all over the place. But the biggest thing I shared with the instructors was, I want to be able to pay you enough where you're comfortable. You don't have to worry about finances, but I also want to mentor you on all the mistakes I've made, but all the things I'm doing now so you can live your best possible life, your best kick in life far sooner than it's taken me. You know, I've been in business now over 20 years and a large part of that time, not only the business side, but just growing up, 
my mind wasn't exactly where it needed to be. I was always a positive, optimistic, upbeat person, but I had a lot of weeds and negativity in there. But now I'm able to see those weeds when they're popping up and bang, hit them with a right hook because of the mentors I surround myself with now. And that's my goal. And if I can pass that on to them and then they can pass it on to others and then others can pass it on to others, you kind of see where this is going. As a one person, I can only do so much. But now if I got 10 people doing what I'm doing, kind of bought into the same mindset about helping others and those 10 people, you know, impact another 10 or 100 or whatever the case may be, you know, our podcast, I often ask you to share this with others who can benefit, and it's for that very reason, to get that word out there, that we're not alone in this battle. And it's not a good versus evil. I guess you could look at it that way, if you will, positive versus negative, but it's all about having that, that Satori in the moment, at your best, right here, right now, to live your best kick in life. Woo! How's that for a 50th show, folks? Are you wore out? Man, oh man. I'm going to let you sit on that for a second. I'm going to take a drink. <laughs> Drink of water. All right. Well, man, oh, man, as always, please share this with others. Listen to it again. And please go back through. This is our 50th episode. So after you're done with this, man, we got 49 other episodes to listen to. And we've had some rock star guests on. You know, last week I had my little buddy Emmett on celebrating his ninth birthday. Prior to that, I had Master Karen Eden, one of the first female philosophical martial artists, total rock star. Prior to that, I had Benji Molina. And those in the St. Louis area, that's Yadier Molina's older brother. And I spoke with Benji just recently, and he's going to be on another podcast as well. Totally motivational, upbeat guy. Uh, Benji's good friends with Tim Tebow, so we're going to connect and get Tim Tebow on the show. I had Professor Brandon Beliso, and then he's doing a weekly segment, so he'll be on here every week sharing you know, insight. And this week's tip was all about, uh, uh, what is it, life skills for a better me, gratitude, focus, integrity, and discipline. And, of course, you heard the message by Kiyoshi Dave Kovar. So how do you find us? Well, I think you know, but if you don't, here's how you find us. You go to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts from. And, of course, you can find us at lineupmedia.fm or just go www.kickinlifepodcast.com. Check us out. As always, please subscribe to my Kickin' Life Guru page. It's our fan page. Leave comments, suggestions, feedback. And then, of course, if you want to send me a personal Facebook friend request, Rich Grogan, you can definitely do that. And then we've also got our martial arts page, Grogan's Academy of Martial Arts. So all kinds of different uh, channels and ways to connect and reach out. And like I always tell you, please share this. And then please, from the bottom of my heart, know that I am so grateful for your time because time is the most sacred commodity. And the fact that you spent you know, close to the last hour listening to me, listening to Professor Bliso, listening to Kiyoshi Dave Kovar, and on every episode, all our outstanding guests, that means the world to me, and that's why I'm going to continue to work on it, to working, to working, is that what I'm trying to say? To continue to work as hard as I can to bring you the best content. So, a lot of stuff to take away from today's show. The biggest one, live in the moment. Take time for yourself. Get out from the, the walls of captivity, so to speak. Get out and enjoy the beauty that God has made, and enjoy your best kick in life. All right, folks. Thank you again. From the bottom of my heart, I truly mean it. Thank you for your time. And until we talk again, you get out there and do your best. And I promise you'll be your very best. God bless you. God bless your loved ones. Thank you so much. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.
Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. This is Master Rich Grogan, your Kickin' Life guru, reminding you you can find our podcast online at kickinlifepodcast.com or through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in next week. Another exciting show coming your way. In the meantime, you get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.